Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. <laughs> Says it's the end of time and the Mississippi River, she's a gold grind. This is one of the best songs ever made, right? Ever? Absolutely. <laughs> I really think so. At least when it comes to like country rock, like this song is so good. Welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman and my partner Bo Matthews. I'm, yeah, I'm that's not, an. I'm not kidding. This is that's a, an anthem, buddy. It is. It is way up. I'll take this over like family tradition. Yeah. You know all the, the like the classic football song. <laughs> yeah, all the or just all the like classic. Sing-alongs that you would play at wedding receptions and things like that. If you want, like a, like you said, an anthem, we play. This is this is a part of our boys' lake trip every year. This is a big old boat sing-along. So you get drunk we, and sing this song. <laughs> I, I, and it I will fits tell you in this perfectly with like. It fits perfectly with like '90s rock, which is what we all grew up mm-hmm. with. It fits perfectly with. 90s and 2000 hip hop it like it it holds its own it's perfect it's it it does not stand out in a playlist of songs from all different genres anybody can love it and i will tell you that in 1999 chad brock did an updated version of that because everybody was freaking out because the end of the world was coming at uh at the strike of the uh midnight yeah absolutely and it was a version of this, you know, stealing several lines from it, but rewriting a lot of it. And that was also an anthem. And look here, 20 years later, we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Y2K thing was a little, looking back, the whole, that whole thing was a little silly. Uh, that, well, that there was anybody. We didn't, was, we didn't know. I don't, we didn't know. I, I but don't and know. we depend on computers more now than we did then. I know, but don't you remember, like, I, I, most computer people all said we're going to be fine. There was like one or two that said, "Your bank account's going away." We don't away. know what's going to happen, and that was enough to scare everybody. I think most people. I mean, I remember we made a gag of it mm-hmm. uh, on the point back then, and made it sound like the station collapsed and went <laughs> off the air. At midnight and then... Oh, we on Casey, we did the Y two Casey, and it we went a week commercial free because we weren't because the computers lost all of our commercials. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, so we were all planning all of that and programming all, all into the computers that were supposedly not going to work. Um, it kind of reminds me of the um, the earthquake prediction in Ivan Browning 1990. in 1990. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing, but I didn't want to stretch it out. Go, I mean, we're that's not now. really. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not really uh, what do you call it? Uh, Second Amendment and the Great Outdoors talk, no. but. 
how many how many of those gas shutoffs did they did they sell? Remember, uh, mm-hmm. they were there was a company that was you know putting those things out there and making a gazillion dollars doing it. Anyway, I was in, Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, I was in <laughs> I was in junior high in 1990, and like half the school stayed home. I went to school, I was in class, but I remember. I mean, like the parents kept their kids home because this one guy said oh the big one it's happening on this exact day at this exact time on a fault line we are but i mean but again every other scientist was like you cannot predict these things to the minute (laughs) Mm -hmm. ever so it's on this day at this time exactly there's no way i like to keep an open mind right i like to keep an open mind you know anyway funny funny stuff welcome to second of the radio We've got a great show on hand for you. Uh, we are going to replay an interview that Bo and I, so Bo was uh, gracious enough to help me most of this week on the Dave Glover show on here on 97.1 FM Talk. If you're listening on blast. 97.1 FM Talk, if you're listening on KMOX, you still should be Go to radio.com and you can hear <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and uh, earlier in the week on Tuesday, we had Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County join us for one last discussion with the sheriff before the end of the year. We kind of reflected on 2020 and looked forward to 2021 and all of the issues that law enforcement will be facing locally and around the country in the new year. So it was a great conversation with Sheriff Marshak. So we're going to replay that for you coming up in the next segment. But right now, joining us as he does every every week, I almost said every day, as he does every week at this time, is our good friend Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory. Aaron, how's it going, dude? Good afternoon. Good morning, afternoon. Happy New Year. Or whenever you're listening, Happy New Year. Uh, yeah. What is... Uh, <laughs> What's going on at Southern Armory as we get ready to, depending on when people are, let's, let's see, let's see, well, this will air on Friday. See, the second or the third? Yeah, so it'll be the new year. So what yep. is what is happening? We're recording this just before the new year. What is happening at Southern Armory as we get ready to uh, enter into the new year? So uh, we're doing a lot of projections for next year, putting in our stocking dealer packages, and just kind of getting stuff lined up. Um, so that's... Uh, what to kind of expect New Year's? Do you see any? Do you see back. any change to the? Our, our, I guess we. I think we've all talked about and decided that uh, the the craziness that the firearms industry is facing right now and has been throughout 2020 is not coming to an end immediately. How long into 2021 do you think the the current pressure on the industry is going to last? I think the correct answer is how long into 2022. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was reading a statement made by Federal the other day, and they are producing ammo. Uh, it's just there's been so many new shooters coming in, all needing ammo, mm-hmm. all needing guns, all needing accessories, that it's hard for them to keep up with demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even with the buyout of uh, – of uh, Remington's ammo brand, et cetera, you know, they they got that, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, I believe it was Federal bought that. And, um, there was no primers, projectiles, powder uh, cases, nothing. They literally just got machines. And the supply, ri- supply lines with the orders had been interrupted uh, there as well. So uh, it's just going to be uh, kind of a struggle, at least for ammo um, and the more popular firearms, but we are amazingly still getting those in stock. 
you know, it's just one of those things you come in and put your name on a list and we are, we are getting them. So it just takes a little bit of patience, a lot of new shooters. And we see that in the store. We can, people will flat out tell us, well, I'm new. And it's like, cool. Welcome. And, you know, it's so important yeah. that they get practice in. I, I, I stress this to everybody. Uh, you remember a few months ago we talked to my buddy Jeff who's gone, you know, 60 years through life without a firearm, and then this year he went out and got one. And I, I stress to him, I stress to anybody that is a first-time gun owner, get with somebody that's experienced, get out there and practice. I, I've got other friends that say, I don't want to waste my ammo. Well, you still got to make sure the firearm is working uh, and efficient and it's clean. You know, I mean, you, you got to do those things and ammo is needed. And they, they do have, uh, Aaron, could you explain the difference between, uh, you know, target practice ammo and, you know, and real live ammo that you'd like uh, in, in case something happens? Yeah. So there's two types of ammunition. We got like the full metal jacket or you'll see this feature is complete metal jacket, CMJ or FMJ. And that is like, that is your practice ammo. That's what you go to the range with. And uh, then you have your hollow point or soft point ammunition, uh, JHP, or uh, you'll see this SP. Uh, ask us at the gun shop. We'll, 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 get, you, we'll get you set up right. But uh, the, the soft point or the jacket hollow point, that's what you use uh, when you go hunting or when you are going to use it for concealed carry for self-defense because it expands it's, and it stops, dissipates all of its energy, and does not go through uh, the target. You know, when you look at the ball ammo, uh, when I was in college, you know, umpteen decades ago, uh, we would get this thing called a phone book, and they would get delivered on a pallet, and they'd be right there as you walked in the door, okay? And for those of you who don't know what a phone book is, it's like a really, really big book. <laughs> Okay, it's a really, that. really big book. It has phone yeah. numbers in it. Thin yeah. pages, what? numbers and names, and yet the white pages and the yellow pages and I think the blue pages for for government, and uh, and it's what we had before the internet. Okay, and we had maps uh, and phone books. Yeah, maps I was and just phone thinking books. the same thing from our conversation the other day. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so and. To give you an idea, you know, Greater St. Louis phone book was probably what four oh. to six inches. Yeah, six inch. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, you know, um, and we went through fifteen of those before we were able to stop a full metal jacket. Wow! Okay, so Holy smokes! Just, just a ton of energy. It really just drives right through. Where you had a hollow point, it stopped within the second phone book. Mm-hmm. So really, you need to have. Um, kind of a good idea of how much energy is there and and for those of you that know what a phone book look like you know um if you don't you can go look at you know like some of these guys from the wwf like ripping phone books in half these things are massive <laughs> uh, you know and uh it's, that's no joke there's a lot of energy there um yeah the right the right type of projectile the right type of bullets okay um really makes a difference on on penetration and energy dissipation and everything else so, so just 
Aaron, we talk about all you know how important it is to fire your gun and know the these things, know the difference between you know educate yourself on the difference between types of ammunition and what is the right thing to put in your gun for whatever whatever you're doing with it, whether you're you know just want some ammunition for your home protection or you're going to be going to a range or whatever. And because of coronavirus, we have all of well. I was going to say because of coronavirus, we have all these new uh, gun owners. It's there's more than just coronavirus, but it's coronavirus is a big factor in why we have all these new gun owners. But it is the reason that training has been not as easy to get. You at Southern Armory no. and many other places have not been able to have your standard classes, your CCW classes, your advanced pistol classes, uh, because we haven't been able to get together in groups. When do you see that? sort of stuff returning to Southern Armory and other places so all of these new gun owners have a place to go and get the necessary training? Uh, well, uh, at a certain point with the vaccines, you're going to get uh, a herd immunity. Yeah. Okay. And the, the question is just how quick can we can we achieve that? Um, so, you know, I don't really have a, you know, a time frame of when they're going to allow, you know, groups to come back. Have we been doing a little bit of training? Yep, but it's just been very small groups. Generally, it's just people coming in and and saying, "Hey, I got a group of four or five people. You know, can we get together and do something?" Absolutely, and that's just kind of how we've been how we've been playing it. Um, you know, the ranges have been um, trying to keep the social distancing and stuff uh, as well, along with compliance with the mask wearing. So we've been utilizing our private property um, to take people out and go shooting. So it's just a it's just kind of a weird, weird year. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Um, I think we can all we can all agree with that. Yeah. One. Go ahead, Bo. So the ammo is coming, and 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 the last time I was at your store, you actually had some local uh, uh, reloaders that uh, you sell their ammo through. Do you have some of that in stock right now? So yeah, we have a local manufacturer um, that we've been carrying his ammo for probably close to a decade. And, wow. you know, he, like everybody else in, in the manufacturing industry, is just kind of waiting for the components. And so he'll get components in and he'll he'll start, you know, firing up the machines to build stuff. So um, the answer is, is yes, he is getting it. But just like everybody else, it's a slow process. Primers seem to be the, the big holdup. You know, I can I can I can get a hold of. You know, for inventory, I can get a hold of brass, I can get a hold of powder, I can get a hold of projectiles, but the primer is what uh, seems to be bottlenecking every, the whole industry. And who who makes the primer? Is it just one company that does that? There there are several companies that make them, um, but it's just a raw material issue. And and then you have the raw material issue. A lot of companies, uh, several of these companies are not located in the U.S., so they have to import them. So now you have an importation issue because everything's getting bottlenecked at the ports. And then um, you have the the raw material and then reduced capacity for manufacturing because they're not doing three shifts anymore. Or they're doing three shifts still, but, you know, every other shift is cleaning. So in some of these places. So it's just uh, unique. It's it's unique. Aaron, we were talking – last week or maybe the week before about SHOT Show being canceled in 2021. I know that there is a I I, I saw an advertisement for a gun show in St. Charles I think this weekend. Uh, So I know that there are some 
gun shows coming back to the area. Uh, what do you think 2021 holds for, you know, those type of events? Do you think we're going to see the return so, of those type of gun shows and, and gun events, or are we not there yet? So SHOT Show, for those of you that have no idea what that is, that is like the biggest yeah. industry show uh, in in the world. I mean, it, it yeah, it's like the CES of guns, right? I'm not sure what CES is, but computer electronic show. Yeah, I didn't consumer, either. Consumer electronic yeah, show. Either, Aaron. It's in know. Vegas. It's huge. Oh my goodness! Well, now it's Carl virtual. was nodding his head yes. with Bo, like, "Yeah, that's it." I was like, "It's oh, the same okay. weekend as the AVN Awards." <laughs> it's like I'm the only guy that doesn't know what that is. <laughs> and, 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 you know, but no, that, I didn't know about the computer electronic AV- show. Oh. I get it. That makes that makes sense. Yeah, I, I but uh, but does anybody know what the AVN show is? Uh, Carl, you should have, <laughs> since you have the most experience. Why don't you explain? Uh, the AVNs are the adult video awards we didn't need to they're yeah. the they're the same weekend as the consumer that. electronics show gotcha i'm not sure that really means anything to this it, conversation yeah. but but if you knew so, what e- any of those things meant you know it's a great weekend in vegas there yep. you go so uh anyway back to shot show, yeah. shot show <laughs> is, is held at the sands convention center and it is like four or five stories, yeah, uh, including including conference rooms of firearms and accessories, uh, and and we have something called the Shot Show flu. Okay, <laughs> so people people go to Shot Show, and there's such an influx of people there mm. that they get the flu when they leave. And you know, you'll talk to your buddies that went from across the U.S. that you've, you've met, made friends with, etc. They're like, yeah, I got the SHOT Show flu. It's like, oh, man. You know, yeah, it's better than what you get at the AVN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> There's no vaccine better. for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've got, you know, shots. <laughs> anyway, hey, I do want to mention, I, I've got the hours in front of me of the uh, St. Charles Guns show that's going on. Uh, uh, Saturday goes till 5 and Sunday 9 to 3. Uh, and there is a, an admission, uh, and I, I think I heard an advertisement, Aaron, that they're going to be selling ammo. Are they really? Yeah, well, <laughs> so there, there will be there will be some, I'm sure, ammo vendors there. Uh, there will be people that just do the gun show circuit. Like so, we used to do just the gun show circuit, mm-hmm. and we would carry a limited amount of ammo uh, with us. You know, we'd buy a few cases and and sell them. But it was mostly, you know, for upselling. Um, I will say that people have been going to the gun shows and they come into the store saying, you know, prices are kind of out of line with what they're seeing in the retail store. So, um, so it's just kind of the difference between, you know, the, the gun shows and your retail stores, your retail stores try to kind of, at least we do, we rein it in, you know, we're not going to charge, um, more than what our normal margin is. Not going to price gouge. Well, supply and demand, though. You don't want to be an idiot, you know? Yeah, well, you know, but there's also business. You want repeat customers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So um, with that being said, we never, even when we (laughs) Well, no, let me me just put this out there, okay? (laughs) If I walk into a store and they have the ammo that I need, I'm buying it. I don't care what the price is. Yeah, no, I I get that, and I and, and supply yeah. and demand is definitely a thing, but then there's also price gouging. So yeah, there, and when you go a, when you go a, to the gun, there's a line there. Line. There's a line there. Yep. When when you go to the gun show, that is you know kind of everybody sit at the gun show because they can't find what they want, and you're gonna pay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a it's a target rich environment, right? Yeah. So it's a 
it's a seller's market, not a buyer's market. And so maybe before you go spend $800 on that Glock, you should call us and see what we're selling them for and, and maybe get on the list if you're not in a hurry. So, Aaron, yeah, as we start off this, we're, unfortunately we're out of time, but as we start off yep. this new year for folks that haven't had a chance to get out to Southern Armory, if they want to come out and see you or learn more about you online, all the different ways to find Southern Armory. Yeah, come find us, uh, one mile east of 270 and 44, 9901 Watson Road. And you can find us on Southern Armory on Facebook, Second Amendment News, podcast on Facebook, or southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. And that is the great Aaron Tarlow, who we go into the new year with. He's been here since day one. And, Aaron, we appreciate everything that you do for this show, uh, all the support from you and Southern Armory. Thank you so much, my friend. Looking forward to 2021 uh, together again. Yep. Ditto. Same here. All we'll, right. Uh, see you guys in the new year. Sounds good. Talk to you next week, Bye. same time. And right now we need to take a break. And like I said, when we get back, we are going to play the interview that Bo and I had with Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. Uh, we talked to him just a couple of days ago on the Dave Glover Show. And we're going to bring you that conversation when we get back to Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Because you can't stop us out and you can't make us run. Those wind and moan boys raised on shotguns. We say grace and we say ma'am. If you ain't into that, we don't give a damn. We came from the West Virginia coal mines and the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. We can skin a buck, we can run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo, Carl Middleman, and Bo Matthews Hello. here. As I mentioned, Bo was with me this week as I was hosting the Dave Glover Show on 97.1 FM Talk. And on uh, Tuesday of this past week, we got a chance to catch up with Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. And so we're going to bring you that conversation right now. Here is Bo and I talking to Sheriff Dave Marshak. With Sue and Andrew and Bo Matthews, my partner from Second Mill Radio and the Great Outdoors. Do you guys notice that the tree is gone? I did. Who did Worst that? Day of the year. I did that. Tony yeah. always puts it up and takes it down. Tony yeah. giveth and Tony taketh away. Yeah, my, it's yeah. true. It was uh, over here. I'm in charge of the tree. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for the Yule log behind me, but it's I know not we there. need to get something on the oh, screen. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I totally yeah. forgot to. I'll do that on the break. We need to get something on the I'm screen. Chili. I'll get up. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys? You guys? Do you have decor? Did you decorate the house? My wife. Is, are the decorations still up? She is the Christmas tree police, do you do and the decorations on the are up. Outside of the house? No, nobody can see it anyway. Right? No, I know. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, why, why put lights outside? <laughs> if nobody can see oh, it. I, I get that. You. I get that, though. Saying. But yeah. the inside is beautiful. Sure. And it's still I have, up. I have, a, I have a friend who lives on a piece of property kind of back in the woods. And you have to go down a gravel road to get there. And there's a, f- a couple sparse homes in the same situation that are way back off the road on big pieces of property. But I th- they still do lights on their house, I think, just for themselves and I their family. I guess Santa family. needs to see the house. Yeah. He needs to find the house. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I took my I took I took the lights down this weekend. They're already gone oh off man. the house. Wow, is that, Tony. is that early? That's a little. That's uh, that's jumping the gun a little bit. You think? But I think so. It was really nice. Yes, I was gonna say that's how because I I saw that's a fair. bunch of people doing that, and the reason for that is that it was fifty last yeah. weekend, and it's gonna be ten. Next exactly, weekend. it's supposed to be crap All this right, coming that, weekend, and I didn't know. <laughs> that's I a fair point. I didn't know that it was gonna be crap this weekend, but I knew that it was nice. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. You don't over the weekend, up. and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'll get another shot at this. Yeah, if you've got outside stuff to do on your house, you don't pass up yeah. fifty <laughs> so, in the middle of December or yeah. end of December, rather. I didn't know. I didn't know if that was if I was. It's too early to take down the Christmas tree out of here or the lights on the house. But here's a question: uh-huh. Do you leave your Christmas tree lights on all night long? I do throughout the whole season because we leave ours on. Well, I leave it on all night long on Christmas Eve. So Santa can find. Well, him. certainly. When you I mean, live, geez. when you live where I live, you always keep your porch light on all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's Christmas, if you're if you don't have a porch light because your Christmas lights are up, then you leave your Christmas lights on all night long. Okay. No, okay. I would do that anyway. Though I I turn, I turn the Christmas lights off in the morning when I wake up. Oh, do, oh, so, so you they're turn them on in the morning. all night. Yeah. yeah, I turn them on in the morning. Yeah, yeah. A cup of coffee. I had mine on a timer this year. Ooh. Yeah, that's fancy. Technology. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. I just wanted to I, I wanted to get your thoughts if I it was too early to be taken down the tree. And I'm going to take it down tomorrow, Tony, because, yeah. you know, you had to buy them early, the, the real ones, because they then they got sold out, mm-hmm. and mine is just about dead. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's a fire hazard. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> whew, it's been up for a long time. So, as I mentioned, uh, Bo, of course, is my co-host every weekend for Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors, which you can hear on Saturdays here on 97.1 and Sundays on our sister station, KMOX. And uh, one of our regular guests on that show is uh, joining us now, Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. Sheriff, always great to talk with you, my friend. How's it going? Good afternoon to all of you. Doing uh, well. No complaints. So first things first, I think you could hear our conversation there. Most important thing, is it too early to take down Christmas lights? No, you're fine. And I like uh, Bo's reference to the Christmas police. It's much uh, much like that here at my house. So I, don't have much, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the opportunity to weigh in too many on uh, on Christmas decorations, but I, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're fine. There's no violation there. Sheriff, good, we good. we had a friend we found out over this past weekend after Christmas. We found out he did not have a tree up. He's a single guy in Redbud, Illinois. We drove over there and gave him a Charlie Brown tree just to make sure he had a tree. That's Aww. how. That's how my, my my wife needs a badge. Did anybody, you know that's validation of friendship. Yeah. Did anybody ever see the tree in New York after it was decorated? Remember when you just said Charlie Brown tree. It reminded me of the story of yeah, the bad Rockefeller, the tree. Rockefeller yeah. Square tree this year. Uh-oh. Did you see that in early December when the tree was first put up before they put the lights on it? It was pathetic. Oh, yep. man. It was like a dead tree with no pine needles. It was it was oh it my had gosh. Holes. It was a huge Charlie Brown tree. 
I never saw it lit up. I hope that they. Oh, yeah. it, it's, it's, I'm horrified. It's no, it looked fine. It looked fine. There, were big, they, there were big holes in it. Remember that? That's it what was, I remember. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That looking. looks fine to you, Sue. We need to talk. Well, no, but then look at the finished version, and it looks so great. I don't know how up, they it do okay. it, whether it's smoke and mirrors or what. They just, they just put a million lights on That's it. probably I've it. I've seen it. I've been to New York at Christmas time and seen it in person. It's unbelievable, but I would, I don't think the tree that I saw looked like that. Sheriff, the no, it didn't. You, you have law and order to uphold. You don't have time to talk about Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sheriff is used to us kind of uh, getting off topic from time to time in discussions. Ain't that the truth. But uh, uh, to get back on topic, Sheriff, uh, uh, you know, it's that time of year where everybody's looking forward to the new year. If you're making resolutions, you're doing that now. And it's also obviously a time to reflect back on the year that was. There's a lot to reflect back on when it comes to 2020. Uh, for you personally, you know, uh, uh, policing, law and order was one of the headlines throughout 2020. Uh, when you look back, what are your what are your takeaways from this year? Well, without a doubt, 2020 um, has been transformational. I think we can all agree both <laughs> in terms of yeah. both, in, you know, maybe in terms of how we work and how we socialize, but definitely in terms of how some people view the police. And so, you know, I, I think uh, collectively we've made some progress. Uh, and at the same time, going into 2021, I think more progress will be made. But um, I think we continue to uh, see some uh, progressive narratives that maybe are false in some ways that I think as police, we have a responsibility to continue doing what we can to educate the public in terms of what it is to be a police officer and what our role in society is. We have Americans that are going through a lot of tough times right now, economically, uh, psychologically, uh, but that means uh, that people are going to be desperate. They uh, they need to get, get money for food. Food is the biggest motivator of all. And in Jefferson County, is probably like a lot of other counties, uh, a rash of uh, auto break-ins. And it's really a simple fix, Sheriff, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. And, you know, the fact is, um, I think the last time I checked was about mid-December. We had 424 stolen vehicles in our county. About 85% of those were attributed to vehicles unlocked with the keys in them. I think um, as we continue to make it easier and easier, uh, the criminals will, you know, capitalize on that. And in some situations, uh, when you leave your vehicle unlocked, crime does pay. And what you're seeing in some of these other areas as well is, uh, not only the disincarceration narrative of pushing people out of jails, it's also one of um, allowing people to steal and um, with limited consequences. And so we have to look at all those things together and not make it easy for criminals moving ahead. Sheriff, we've talked a lot throughout the year on Second Amendment Radio uh, about you, you just mentioned transformational year, and I think it's going to be uh, a transformational period for law enforcement across the country. Obviously, the defund the police narrative was uh, very strong this year. Um, we've, we've talked about that, but we've also talked about, you know, that is that obviously is the extreme edge that I think we all find ridiculous. Uh, but maybe there is a conversation about some uh, changes that could be made to law enforcement. As we as as we go through the transformational period that that you talked about um, going into 2021, what are some of, uh, if any, would there be some uh, uh, changes to law enforcement that you could see that would be beneficial for people not only in our area but across the country? 
Well, I think you mentioned a couple things. Number one is that long-term, we're going to continue to have enormous challenges. Nationally, there's half the applicants that there were in 2010. And at the same time, we've seen a reduction of sworn officers nationally by 10%. So, you know, this narrative of defunding, uh, redirecting funds, it's been going on for a while, and it'll continue to go on. I think some of our challenges will be at the national level. I mean, earlier this year, we saw uh, Republican Senator Roy Blunt uh, tweet that he was in favor of Obama-era policies of consent decrees, monitoring local police departments. I think the challenges are going to be real. Um, I think one of our biggest challenges is going to be recruitment. I mean, where do we head from here? Most of the police officers we're getting right now are seasoned police officers. We are not seeing um, a lot of high-quality candidates coming in. That's not an indictment on all the new police officers. Certainly there's some great ones in there. Uh, but I think that will be the real challenge for us in the future. Uh, question, uh, just before we brought you on, we were talking about Christmas tree lights, and Tony referenced uh, in his neighborhood he leaves the light on outside like Motel 6 all night long. Uh, for those people, that whether they live in a, a, a neighborhood or rurally, would you recommend people having their light on outside like a floodlight or something like that all night long, or does that just give the bad guys a better, a better visual? Mm. Uh, That's a good question. Yeah, so I think there's an argument to be made for uh, safety reasons, right? I mean, criminals, most criminals uh, like to go undetected and, you know, have a low profile. So I think in some areas where it's well lit, it may discourage some criminals. And so that could be a good thing. My wife would argue uh, it's light pollution and it endangers the environment and animals. So take take which one you want. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why I come to you for these questions. <laughs> Sheriff, you know, we a lot of uh, going back to 2020, looking back, a, a lot of things were uh, brought to light across the country. Uh, bad acts by police officers or questionable, you know, uh, actions by police officers. But as we've talked about on this show and Second Amendment Radio, um, that is uh, some of these things that that we see happen while they need to be addressed and we need to do everything we can to make sure that that those types of actions are, are taken away. We do, we do everything we can to stop them in the future. That is not a representation of of police officers ninety five percent of the time in their everyday life, and I and I wanted to bring this up because I don't know if you got a chance to see this or not, but the situation in Nashville that happened with the RV exploding today, they released a bunch of different body cam videos from various Nashville police officers. And it's really inspiring and heroic to see. And I think this, what I think what these body cam videos represent is a much better representation of police officers around the country than some of the other stories that we've seen in 2020. I don't know if you got a chance, uh, Sheriff, to see any of those videos, but uh, the bravery of the police officers on display in Nashville. And, you know, it's on display in Jefferson County and other places around the country. I think um, it's important to remember that, uh, you know, that, that police are 99 percent of the time sticking up for the community and doing the right thing. And we need to remember that and, and stick up for them, I think. I think, Tony, uh, thank you for acknowledging uh, that, what those police officers do every day, work in the street. They're so committed. Um, we see it day in, day out, not only in our community, but um, throughout the entire St. Louis region and our country. 
And I believe that. I believe a majority of officers have worked with so many professionals over the years uh, are out there every day, and they will do what's necessary, uh, risking their personal safety to keep our community safe. I think at the same time, you'll always have questionable high-profile police shootings. 2021 is going to be no different because when you're putting uh, police officers in situations that are incredibly stressful, they um, uh, increase in heart rate in these Police officers are human, forced to make human decisions in split seconds. Uh, I think that's something that we will always see. And moving into 2021, it's just a matter of time before you see another one. But, uh, you know, again, uh, these are humans. They're police officers. They're husbands and their wives. And they have family members. And they're out there doing what they can do to keep their community safe. I believe that. Well, we all hope for a better 2021 as we uh, as we move forward. Sheriff, uh, I want to thank you for your part of Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors and for leading a great uh, a great department. Uh, you guys have had certain challenges that, you know, maybe similar to other counties, but it's cool because we have this private connection that we can get you on the phone and, and get your thoughts on it. Um, but I, I would like to say, too, I don't know what the statistics are because you hear, you know, the mainstream media guys going, oh, 99% of the cops are good. I, I want to say, if you did the numbers, or maybe you can find this information out, I would say it would be 99.99995 that, because there's going to be weirdos in any industry. Every group, every industry, every group of people, there's always bad apples. In this room right here, yeah. we have five people in this room. Wait, and, one, two, three, yep. four. Four people in this room. And one of us is no good. You're dang right. And, <laughs> wow. But no, but, look, look at the guilty there's, party there's, whistle. There's bad apples in every organization, and, yeah. we need sure. to do, and we need to do everything we can to stamp those people out of those organizations. Law enforcement is no different, but I think that the vast majority of police officers... Even, even with those statistics are, out there, a bad guy, yeah. a bad guy at yeah. your front door, who are you going to call? Exactly. Right. And, and you know, Bo and Tony and the rest of the crew there, I, I just thank you for having me on in 2020. I've enjoyed it uh, so much, sharing insights with your listeners and talking about police use of force and recruitment and some of our challenges. Um, it's been an honor for me, so I appreciate your time as well. Well, thank you, Sheriff, and uh, we will continue to go to you throughout uh, 2021 for your insight and uh, uh, great information about law enforcement. So thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. In the meantime, have a great have, New Year. Yeah, back at you. Have a happy New Year. Could not fly. Search of souls, search of something. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo, producer Carl Middleman, Hello. and my partner Bo Matthews here with you. Just a few minutes left in this week's show. Great conversation, as always, there with Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. I uh, want to remind folks that you can hear that interview again, and you can hear everything that we do here on the show, not only on the air on 97.1 and KMOX every weekend, but also on our podcast. You can get the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors podcast just about anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, but I always recommend the Radio.com app. It's basically one-stop shopping for the whole uh, radio station. You can stream the station 24-7. You can rewind live radio, and you can download the podcast of this and every show 
on the station, right there on the radio.com app. We put out two podcasts. One goes out on Friday. The show podcast goes out on Friday, and the podcast exclusive comes out on Monday. And as we wrap this show up, it's as we're recording this, it's uh, just before the new year. So I want to thank everybody for another great year and looking forward to 2021. I want to thank all of our great sponsors that have been a part of this show, including the sponsor that uh, always is there when we're talking about the great outdoors. And that, bow is, of course... Razorback Armory. They are your full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. They are in De Pere on Manchester Road, just a half mile east of 270. Find them and uh, details about them and directions at RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you. And, Bo, I want to say thanks to you as well for joining the show in 2020. Looking forward to 2021 with you and Carl, who Hi. is the new producer as we go into the new year. I so, got a Christmas card from Chad. He says hello yeah, to everybody. I know. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was so cool to hear from Chad, who's doing great uh, in Arizona. And, uh, Bo, I just wanted to say, again, uh, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for everything you do. And I'm looking forward to a great uh, new year with the Tony, with the you've, show. Shown me the, you've shown me the way, man. You've shown me how to do this, and uh, I've enjoyed Please. it. Ironically, uh, as I entered the building, uh, I think the question came up, are you into guns? I was like, yeah. And they were like, hey, we got an idea. So thanks for letting me, uh, thanks for letting me piggyback on your show, brother. Well, no, thank you. And thank you, Carl, and thank you, everyone, for listening and all the support with the downloading of the podcast. So uh, we're going to wrap up this week. We'll be back here next week for you for another edition of the show. For Carl and Bo, I'm Tony. Thank you so much for listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 